It's always a privilege to hear someone utter a truth you have also known and felt, but never had the words to properly express until they share their words with you. Austin told me the workshop smelled like progress, and that is such a beautiful and simple and profound observation. It wasn't the only one he shared with me. Austin made the point that, in the shop and probably outside of it too, most of us are capable of a lot more than we think. I believe Austin struck at a crucial aspect of the fine furniture program and what it teaches, maybe the most crucial part. Yes, Sandra and Beth and Mike and the program instruct people on how to put pieces of wood together. But what they teach is how you can be the best version of you, a version many of us didn't even know existed. Austin helped me see this. He's a deeply insightful man, sensitive to the challenges and opportunities presented by education, and willing to push himself to achieve more than he ever thought possible. And what he achieves with his woodworking is beautiful. The world needs more of that. Here's my interview with Austin Dundas. Austin, my friend, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. You glad it's Friday? I'm glad, man. Yeah, me too. What are you going to do this weekend? Uh, probably some upholstery. <laughs> That's not a vacation, although yeah. I'm working on my table, so I shouldn't say. Yeah, you know, lots of stuff to do. Lots of stuff. So you've listened to a couple, you know how this goes. Yeah. So a good place to start, I think, is just to describe your professional or educational background before you entered the fine furniture program. Yeah, for sure. So educational background, not much. I'm a high school dropout, made it like halfway through grade 10. And uh, wasn't for me, uh, was never really great at it. So I kind of stopped going in person, tried doing some online classes here or there over uh, COVID and stuff like that, and spent a lot of time like learning about computers. I took some community college classes in like uh, English, philosophy, uh, psychology, but didn't really stick. So here I am. What about work experience? Uh, I worked as a computer salesman for a few years and that it ended up turning into like some computer repair kind of stuff, just helping people out with their, with their computers. So yeah, that was about it. So why you said, here I am, why here, as opposed to pipe trades, uh, mechanical, uh, IT. I mean, there's a, a bunch of different paths you could have pursued that are not you know, quote unquote, traditional education, but also mm -hmm. not fine furniture. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I tried a bunch of different things and I, I've always kind of liked making stuff. Like ever since I was a kid, I'm, I'm taking stuff apart and trying to put it back together. Sometimes not successfully, but <laughs> it's kind of how I like to learn. And this just seemed like a, a really good fit. I did woodworking in uh, high school and middle school and I liked it. Kind of got the the core concepts of like the tools you need and stuff so yeah do you have any woodworkers in your family uh my grandpa was a hobby woodworker for a long time i didn't know him too well and uh my mom's dad was also a he was a carpenter his whole life professionally but i never met him so not really just me what does what does your family think of you enrolling in the program 
Um, I th- they're like really supportive. Uh, my wife is really supportive. I think my parents are a bit like, man, it starts at uh starts at eight, you know, and uh, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, man. But yeah, they've been supportive. They think it's cool. I don't think they fully understand kind of what we do here. Like I was telling them about how we were doing like kitchen cabinet installs, learning about that, and they're like, oh, you do cabinets? What? What? It- yeah. Don't tell, don't tell people you know how to do cabinets, man. Then you're never going to hear the I end of it. I need to work, man. So I'm surprised your parents haven't asked you to redo their kitchen yet. No, not yet. What kind of relationships or friendships have you made in the program? Um, so before the program, I was kind of just like me and my wife and a few close friends for a long time. Didn't really meet anyone new, um, especially over COVID and stuff. So it's been great just seeing like how friendly everyone is. Everyone's so cool and uh, willing to help. And that's been great. Yeah. Just making friends and uh, acquaintances and yeah. What's your best experience been in the class so far? And by best can be a project, a lesson, a day, a feeling, whatever you want it to be. Um, I really like when we were sharing our design and build it. Yeah. That was super cool to me. Just, I was just kind of sitting there seeing everyone like, I don't know when else we'd be able to all come together, a bunch of different people, have the same prompt for a project and then present all of them and just see what everyone does completely differently and how they did it and kind of get to peek kind of into their personality that way. I really like that. It's been, it's been cool. How did that make you feel when you were seeing your project next to my project next to danielle's project i mean what what sorts of emotions were triggered um it was kind of just like i don't know surreal and i was really glad to be a part of it like i haven't been a a part of very many things in my life and it's uh it's cool just being a part of it and doing this with everyone we're all in it together it's uh yeah what do you suppose is the reason for that atmosphere? Because I agree with you 100%. It's a very communal, friendly place. I've been in plenty of educational situations that are not like that at all. So I don't think there's anything inherent about school, whether it's trade or liberal arts, mm-hmm. that creates that sort of atmosphere. Why do you think we have that with fine furniture? Um. That's a good question. And I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with kind of the environment that uh, Sandra's created and Beth and Mike. And it's just a really positive environment. And there's a lot of emphasis on just doing your best and doing what you can do. And I think everyone takes that pretty seriously. And uh, I think a lot of people here are also not really doing their first thing and they've kind of hit a lot of dead ends and just want to kind of do something easier and together and don't want to take it too seriously. In your previous education, in your previous schooling, was it common or did you feel like what was important was just that you do your best or did you think it was more important that you meet some other sort of metrics? Yeah, I always felt like I had to meet some other kind of metrics. I was never um, 
kind of person who's good at stuff right away. Yeah. I really have to work. Even with woodworking, it's like it doesn't come naturally to me, even though I really like it. And um, what was the question, Joel? <laughs> Just that there's a difference between the educational experience of being measured by metrics and by oh, yeah, yeah. just I, being asked to do your best. Well, here I do my best and it really is good enough. Like I really feel and believe like if I'm just trying and it's like the instructors know that, then they're just going to try and support me and everyone's at different levels. So even if I'm at a bit of a lower level than everyone else, I'm just here to improve myself and that's what I want out of it. I don't really care about grades or anything like that. I don't look at them. That's not why I'm here. Um, other kind of academic endeavors I've tried, it's all about grades. And for me, like even getting good enough grades to stay in the class is a challenge and stuff like that. So yeah, I've liked that. How does that feel? And I know the answer is it feels good, but how else does that feel to be in a situation where you're asked and expected to do your best as opposed to meeting some objective criteria that doesn't factor in what kind of person you are or what kind of student you can be um yeah you're right it makes me feel good but more specifically it kind of makes me sad that this kind of thing is so rare i've never had an experience like this ever where i really feel like my best is good enough and I'm just trying to improve myself and there's no, uh, I don't know, other metrics and yeah. Uh, you know, I know you and I aren't in control of these things. Curious as to your opinion, why do you think that this is such a rare experience? Um, I, I don't know. I think about that a lot. Like I said, it could be just the instructors are really good. It could be that commotion's really good. It could be that all of us just happen to get along really well. Um, you got any best guesses? Uh, maybe it's that we're focusing on like art and being creative. And it's there's a lot of the time no wrong answer. Well, I mean, there's obviously wrong answers, but... <laughs> You can sometimes that gap in the joinery is just a little too big. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a bit big, but you could even argue that it's uh, it was supposed to look like that. You know, <laughs> blah blah blah. I tried that, that so. one time; it didn't go over so well. <laughs> yeah, you can only try, but yeah. What has been your most frustrating or dispiriting experience? And again, experience can be anything you want it to be. Um, like in school, in school, or maybe just over the last nine months that has to do with school like my most frustrating and dispiriting experiences have not been in the classroom but mm -hmm. how i've reacted to my inability to do what i want to do in the classroom yeah so I it's mean, more it's more personal for me yeah for sure um least favorite thing i've been i've kind of put everything i have this year into this program in school and really just for once in my life trying to see something through and do well and uh it's obviously really hard you know when you try to put everything into something you start lacking like slacking in other areas and so that's been a bit frustrating just not having as much time for other stuff and yeah do you feel like you've done well 
Um, I think so. I'm still here. I thought I was not going to do term two, and then I thought I was not going to do term three, and I'm still here. So <laughs> Why did you think you weren't going to do the additional term? It was stressful, man. I didn't, uh, that like first couple weeks hand tools, I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to get this. I, I better, I better get out of here and, uh, save myself some time. But what made you stay? Um, just seeing myself improve. Like I really, at the beginning of the year, didn't know if I was going to get better at some of this stuff. I thought maybe I'm just at the level that I'm at. And, but even just seeing little improvements, it's like a huge boost to confidence and it makes you want to keep going and see stuff through. And I think also just that you have to try your best. Like even if my chair is uh, hideous, at least I have a chair in a gallery and that's all I can do. So you've talked about you know, being a non-traditional student and sort of struggling with school. How does it feel to be two weeks away from completing the program, passing it, passing, you know, getting a good grade, at least good enough to pass? Get ahead of ourselves, yeah. Uh, I got faith in you. <laughs> and like you just said, having a chair in a gallery. I mean, for you, Austin, how does that, from your background, how does that feel? It feels great. I, uh, Last year, I went and saw the gallery last year, and I just keep thinking, like, I remember thinking, like, I I don't believe that next year I'm going to be in this gallery. Like, there's just, that's impossible. That's too big of a leap. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's surreal. It feels really good. I'm really proud of myself. And, yeah. Has this sense of accomplishment and slow and steady improvement has that affected other aspects of your life, affected your relationships at all, or just how you walk into the world outside of the shop? Yeah, it really does. Um, just like being able to be confident that I'm like, I'm, a, I'm working towards being a professional at this. I'm good at it. I'm improving. And also just like, yeah, learning that I can get better at stuff and you just really have to work and you have to put in the time and you really can't give up. Like, even if you think you're terrible at it and the planing is tearing out and it's ruining your pieces, you just got to keep going, try again. Have any loved ones commented on uh, any sort of changes or different aspects of you that they've seen in the last nine months? Yeah, kind of just like my overall mood and stuff like, uh, yeah, being kind of alone and not really doing much for a long time, it's not good for you. And uh, yeah, I think I'm just kind of overall a lot happier now. People have noticed. That's great. Yeah. What part of the curriculum has affected you the most? Um, Probably like learning about design. That was something that kind of surprised me because I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to learn about design, but that's like another that's like a side part. We're going to mainly be learning about tools and proper techniques and everything, but, um, learning the tools and techniques is easy. You can always read a textbook or like look it up or ask someone if you need to know, but design is like, you really have to get into a certain mindset and mm -hmm. think about things completely differently. And I, before the program was someone who was really, you know, probably critical of other furniture and just stuff. And, I don't like it. It's not really my style. And uh, it's been great to kind of discover what I like, what I think looks good. And 
I don't know, it just gives you a bit of context, like looking around the world. There's so much like furniture and wood and you just like before never really noticed it and now see it everywhere. And what do you like? Um, I'm still figuring that out. I like a lot of different stuff. I'm not huge into like traditional furniture, really, like Chippendale stuff. Um, oh, Lawrence would be very happy to hear you say yeah. that. <laughs> um, I really like kind of Art Nouveau. That's mm. what I did my research project on. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, look, to me, it's like super cool and unique and just like, it looks difficult. I like when I see like a piece of furniture, I'm like, how did you even do that? And uh, that's like Art Nouveau to me. So I've, yeah. What do the concepts of form and function mean to you? And has the class changed how you feel or think about those concepts? Um, I don't know if it's really changed how I've thought about those concepts. I've definitely like got more context about them and like what other people think they mean and everything. But do you have any strong feelings about them? Cause some people do. Uh, not really. I mean, when you think about trying to remove like form from something, it's, doesn't make sense and when you try to remove function it doesn't make sense even more and you kind of need both and you need a balance and that's kind of what art is is like combining those two things and in a way that is meaningful so does that answer my next question which is how do you define art uh <laughs> i guess so um yeah art is kind of just I've been thinking about that one a lot too. Like, what is art? It means something different to everyone. But what does it mean to you? To me, I think art is just, it's when someone like does something with intention, mm -hmm. not, I don't know, just when someone does something with intention. Doesn't have to get more specific than that really. Anything can be art. William Morris defined art as the pleasure that a worker takes in their work. What do you think about that definition? I think it's a good definition. I don't know if it, uh, it makes me think about all of the art that kind of comes out of like sadness and well, that's uh, interesting. sorrow. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, I mean, I'm not like an art historian, but I mean, you look at stuff like, I don't know, grunge music in the 90s yeah. that came out of a lot of sadness and just bleakness. And it seems like a lot of art comes out of that, not necessarily just pleasure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Has Fine Furniture Program changed how you feel about art or how you feel about trades? Um, I've always seen trades pretty positively. I know that they're not, that's not super popular, but it's getting to be again. Yeah, it's getting to be, but I don't know, even though growing up, it was kind of like go to university and trades were kind of the thing you do if you're not good at school. Um, I don't know. I just never really saw it that way. Like I know trades people make good money and mm -hmm. I know it's hard work. That was something that kind of put me off being like a plumber or something like that. That seems way too hard for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. How about art? Has the program changed how you feel about art? 
Yeah, I think so. Kind of like what I was talking about with just learning about like form and function, other people's perspectives and uh, like how do you apply it and just learning that whole kind of thought, like way of thinking, like mm -hmm. the school of thought and being introduced to that has, yeah, it's really changed how I look at stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think art and trade are affected by politics and economics? And if so, how are they affected? Um, yeah, I mean, they're very affected by, uh, economics and politics. Like you can only, you can only really do and create what's in your means. Mm. And if you are someone who's really good at, I don't know, like making gold statues out of solid gold, you obviously can't do that if you're struggling to pay the bills and. So maybe there's like a lot of artists who just never had the opportunity to be discovered and to discover themselves. And, uh, that's something that politics and economics would, would have to do with it for sure. So that's sort of a lead in or even an answer to my next question, which is, do you think it's possible to be a fully realized artist in this, you know, 21st century capitalist neoliberal universe? I think, yeah, I think it is because, Why? uh, kind of like what I was talking about before, like a lot of art comes out of sorrow mm. and just sadness. And I think it can come out of anything. And I think it can especially come out of bad situations. That seems like where a lot of human ingenuity comes from. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like looking through history, like we're living at one of the greatest times ever. And there's like a ton of historical art that's beautiful and yeah so i think it's possible it's uh, definitely difficult but can be done what is the first thing you would make if you had no monetary or environmental constraints um the first thing or even just what would you make if you could maybe it's not the first thing maybe you'd make a nightstand first but eventually when you get around to it you got all the money in the world and if you want to fill a lake with cyanide, you can <laughs> not worry about the fish. What would you do? Um, for me, it's, it's hard to think of like one thing I would build, but I know, um, I've just always wanted to build stuff. I love creating things no matter what it is. I really like making functional stuff. Um, a lot of the time and this year's really kind of got me more into the art side, which I'm looking forward to exploring too, but I just like building. I don't, I don't really care what it is. As long as it's something. Yeah. If I asked you to make something sacred to you, what would you be, would you make? And sacred, you know, it can be religious. Some people are religious, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, some people's partner is sacred to them or a diary or a dog, you know, a park. Um, I think I would really like to build like a house to mm. live in and kind of just like build things for the house and like, I don't know, just live kind of a quiet life and build the stuff you need and try to just rely on yourself. And yeah, I feel like that would be really sacred. What, what would your house look like? I don't know, man. Modest. 
<laughs> I don't want a mansion or anything. I, uh, I'd love to just have like a quiet property, small house, a nice big shop. And, uh, that's about it. You can only have three tools for woodworking for the rest of your life. What three tools would you, would you choose? Um, a table saw, a jointer planer combo, and a CNC router. Ooh, I like the jointer planer combo. That's very <laughs> clever. Now you're the first person to, to think of that one. Two for one. <laughs> what sensual memory of the shop will stay with you the longest or be the most vivid? A sight, a smell, a sound? Um... Man, to pick just one, something uh, if you, just... If you, if you really feel strongly about two, go for two. Just every day uh, walking to class in the morning, just like when you get within a certain range of the front, like the fine furniture door, you start just smelling the wood. You start smelling sawdust and it... Uh, I think that, I don't know, I think about it every day when I'm walking in. How does that feel? Uh can feels different every day sometimes it feels great and i'm ready to go sometimes it's like man i have a huge problem to fix but it's it's the smell of progress oh, that's really well put i think that's really well put i like that austin what do you think of sandra and beth they're great um sandra's the best instructor teacher mentor whatever i've ever had i've never had a teacher kind of focus on like the human aspect mm -hmm. of learning so much and just take the time to get to know us and our strengths and uh like sandra really pushed me to do some joinery on my chair that i didn't want to do and now it's done and i did it well and i'm like that's an awesome feeling and like if she just didn't care i wouldn't have done it and that would have that would have been a loss you know you so. wouldn't have known better I wouldn't have known. I would have just done my dominoes and uh, thought that's all I can do. But she pushed me. And I think that's a great thing for an instructor to do. Like that's one of the main jobs and uh, knowing, you know, when you should and when it's pushing someone too far. And she seems, yeah, really great at that. Why do you think she pushed you? Um, because she believed I could do it, <laughs> even though I didn't. And that's quite something. I find when I'm in those circumstances, especially with Sandra or somebody like Sandra, the fact that they believe I can do it is almost what makes me do it. Yeah. I don't know if it's a combination of not wanting to let them down or pride, but it's almost as if that is the missing ingredient to accomplishing the task. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, no matter how hard I tried, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Well, I think it's because most of us are capable of a lot more than we think we are. Yeah. And, you know, you just have to try. And when Sandra or whoever pushes you to try, it's, you know, a lot of the time it's going to turn out right because it is within your capabilities. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of bonks you on the head and it's like, <laughs> look, you, you can do it. It's not, it's not, it's not magic. It's, uh, yeah. Last question isn't really a question. It's more of just a chance to share something we haven't talked about, uh, to, you know, offer an opinion or 
put something down that uh, I haven't asked you about, if there's something you've been thinking about and I just haven't asked the right question to get it out of you about the class, about your experience, about Sandro, the students, the curriculum, anything you want? Um, I think we covered it all, but like just to summarize, like the, like everything about this program this year has just been great. And like, I, I can't believe that there was, I've lived in Victoria all my life. I never heard about this program. I'm only 24, but I wish I did it like years ago. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I was thinking about that today, actually, that there should be years long waiting list for this program, the yeah. kind of experience that you get here. And I, like I said, I've been to a lot of different schools and the kind of experience you get here is just so unbelievably unique. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't expect that. Yeah. I thought this was going to be like woodworking school. It's been so much more than that. Yeah, it really has. Mm -hmm. It's a really good way of phrasing it. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. I Thanks appreciate a lot, it. Thanks Joel. Yeah. yeah.